slides it out for Ekblad. Back to Hoffman, blocked by Polak and Rice! Another spectacular stop! Broussard tees it up and a save is made by Bobrovsky. Nelson, Marcel with the open net and he scores! Hi, and welcome to the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian, and I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. All right, everybody. And welcome to the Friday edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast. So glad you could be with us today as we talk all things New York Islanders. And, uh, you know, I am excited. They were showing some uh, inside photos of what the UBS arena looks like. And uh, if you check out the Islanders official website, it's all there. I'm excited. I mean, we're still about six weeks away from the home opener, but we're getting close and wow, uh, really looks nice. We saw what the Islanders locker room looks like and a few other things. And uh, man, it's getting close. It's getting close. So good news right there. And uh, we will, of course, keep following up on that throughout the preseason up until really the home opener, which is uh, in mid November. We've got a lot to discuss on today's show. Some injury updates because, uh, yeah, unfortunately, the Islanders are dealing with some injuries, including an important player who may not be ready for the start of the regular season, but the injury is not considered serious. We'll talk about that. Then uh, we'll talk about Atu Rate, the Islanders' top pick in this year's draft, second round. Uh, he was, you know, let go from camp today. Uh, and yeah, that was expected, but we'll talk about how he looked and what his experience meant to the Islanders organization later on in today's show. I want to thank you for being a part of the new, the Locked On Islanders family and for making Locked On Islanders your first listen of the day. It is always great to talk New York Islanders with you. If you've got something Islanders related on your mind, you have a question, a comment, a topic that you'd like us to talk about Feel free to email the show, the email address, LockedOnIslanders at gmail.com. And if you leave your first name and where you're from, we're happy to mention you on the show when we talk about whatever it is that's on your mind. You can also follow the show on Twitter at LockedOnIsles. And you can follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter at IceWars, N-Y-R-V-S-N-Y-I. And we'll keep you up to date on all the latest Islanders news, notes, and happenings throughout the preseason, the rest of camp, all the way through to the regular season. Uh, and boy, this is a big year for the New York Islanders. Wanted to start off with a little bit of injury news, and it is, yeah, not great news, but not horrible. And and that is that, you know, we still have not seen Simeon Varlamov out there on the ice and... Barry Trotz addressed that on Thursday at practice. And at this point, Trotz doesn't seem to be all that concerned. Here's what he had to say. Uh, Is it something major? No, it's not, but it's nagging. Um, They're not yet saying that he will be unavailable on 
October 14th, which is the season opener, two weeks away, basically. But uh, Trotz also said he's not overly concerned if Varlamov is not ready by that date. So, look, right now, soreness is, is what they're describing the injury as, which is a great way of saying they're not telling us much, okay? Uh, I, I really dislike the fact that the NHL goes out of its way to hide injuries. You have the upper body injury, the lower body injury. One time I was reading a report and it just said the player had a body injury. I was just so glad his soul was okay. But all joking aside, Varlamov not being available for practice right now is a concern, but I'd rather have Simeon Varlamov miss time in the end of September, early October, or even miss, you know, let's say the first few games of the season rather than not have him in December or worse yet in March, April, May when we're in the playoff stretch drive and hopefully the playoffs and another long playoff run. So, again, the Islanders' philosophy in this situation, and I think it is a good philosophy, is concentrate on, you know, bringing these guys along slowly. We're seeing the same thing with Matt Martin, and apparently Matt Martin was skating on the ice with some of the younger players Uh, Still not in a contact situation, but at least he's seemingly making progress. And there's also the possibility that Matty Martz may not be ready for the October 14th season opener. So it's still up in the air. We're waiting to hear what the situation is going to be, but the Islanders are being cautious. And here's another takeaway from the caution that we're seeing the Islanders exercise right now in this situation. The New York Islanders have a lot of faith in Ilya Sorokin. And quite honestly, I think they should. Sorokin has already won a championship in the KHL. He had a a very good rookie season. Quite honestly, should have gotten a little bit more mention for the Calder Trophy. I'm not saying he should have been a finalist, but I think he came in 15th in the Calder voting Playing goal, not an easy position. Uh, And, you know, I think the fact that he didn't start the majority or even half of his team's games sort of, uh, you know, dissuaded voters from really considering him. And, And as we talked about on yesterday's show, a lot of experts tend to dismiss the Islanders' strong goaltending because of the system being a defense first system. But Realistically, the Islanders have a lot of faith in Ilya Sorokin, in what he can do, and I think that that's a good thing. And if the Islanders have to start the season with Sorokin and fill in with Corey Schneider as the backup, look, Sorokin is, you know, look, he carried the Islanders through that first round of the playoffs against Pittsburgh. We know he's capable. We know he can get the job done. And as far as Schneider is concerned, he looked good in the first preseason game. He is a goaltender with a lot of experience and a proven NHL goalie. At this stage in his career, is he an elite NHL goalie? No. Is he as good as Simeon Varlamov? No. But little doubt in my mind that he could serve as the backup to Ilya Sorokin. 
for a week, two weeks, even a month if need be, play one game a week, let's say, for that time period, give Sorokin a little bit of a breather, play in back-to-back games, etc., and have the Islanders be all set when uh, Simeon Varlamov is ready to return. Now, we're going to keep an eye on the situation. Obviously, there will be updates, but right now, the report out of Islanders camp, Ilya, uh, that, that Simeon Varlamov has body soreness, soreness, nothing major, but the hope is that uh, he will be ready to go, won't be a big long-term thing, but he may or may not, we don't know yet, be ready for the season opener in two weeks. We will keep you up to date on all the latest news concerning Varlamov, Matt Martin, and any other injured Islanders. We've got a lot more to discuss on this episode. We'll talk about Atu Rate. The Islanders uh, sent him away from camp, which was very much expected, but we'll talk about his impact, what he showed in camp, some of the things he needs to work on. We've got that, and we've got our Islanders' birthday of the day. A current Islander is actually going to be today's birthday of the day. We'll talk about that and a whole lot more still to come on the Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by your friends at Bet Online. We're back and better than ever, and all eyes are on the gridiron as teams are back for another football season. As always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. With a new updated interface and even more odds, props, and contests, Bet Online continues to be the number one source for everything football. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. And don't forget to use our promo code LOCKED ON to receive your bonus. From football, basketball, boxing, hockey, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports, so go to bet online where the game starts. So, the Islanders made a move, uh, made a number of moves as far as, you know, lowering the number of players in training camp. But Atu Rate, uh, who was the Islanders' top pick in this year's draft in the second round, the 18-year-old from Finland, (coughs) he really made a good first impression. Here's what Barry Trotz had to say. I've been extremely impressed with the player to this point. He's quite mature. Has lots of game, high, <coughs> high hockey IQ. He reminds me of a Zach Parise type player. He's got really good motor, always around the net, very intelligent, wins his puck battles, has really good hands. What a great pick by our scouts. Personally, there are certain kids that you get really excited with when they show up at camp. A lot of times we get a kid at camp, we get excited and we go. He has this hole and this hole, but we're going to have to work on this. But there's not many holes in his game, really. So, look, Rate has been involved. He's got good size at six foot two. Right now, only 185 pounds, but he's strong. You know, you, you figure 6'2", he could probably go up to 190, 195, maybe even 200. 
by the time he gets a little bit more mature. But despite only being 185 at 6'2", Rete showed both strength and the ability to go to the net. And, you know, he saw time on the power play in the first preseason game against the Rangers, skated on a line with Uncle Leo and Kiefer Bellows, even blocked two shots in that game. And, uh, you know, in the second preseason game he played in, he was on a line with Anthony Bavillier and Kyle Palmieri. So they're trying him with different players, and they're liking what they see. And one of the things they really like, and we talked, you know, mentioned his strength, but Rete also goes to the net and also wins puck battles. Both of the regulation goals that the Islanders scored in the Flyers game, Rete was going to the net. And, uh, you know, that was definitely a positive. Now, he didn't figure in the scoring necessarily, but he's going to the net, screening the goalie, getting in position for rebounds, and that is great. And uh, again, Trotz continues. One of the things when you're a competitive guy is that when there's a puck battle, that's where the game is won. Can you win more puck battles? Can you get the puck out when you're under duress? Can you make a play when you're under duress? And that's one thing that Rete seems to excel at. That's North Amer- the North American NHL version. It's easy to be really good on the rush with time and space. It's hard to be good in tight spaces. So again, overall, you got to like what you saw from Rete playing on the power play both times, getting shots, making hits, and, you know, took the body to make a play, and that, to me, is also very important. So, a good first impression right here by Rete, and here's what Anthony Bavillier added. Really good player, understands the play very well. Always in good position, a lot of skills, and a lot of poise. It's kind of rare to see a young guy uh, have that much poise, especially in his first two preseason games in the NHL. Really enjoyed playing with him. He made a lot of good plays, and that was definitely noticeable. So he heads back to Finland uh, to play there, which is exactly what was expected. Don't think that you know, the Islanders having him leave camp and return to Finland is sort of like, oh, well, I guess he's not going to be that good or he didn't live up to expectations. No, nothing like that. This was the plan all along. This is what the Islanders had in mind. And <clears throat> the first impression that Rete made, very good. And, you know, I think another important takeaway that you get from the first two games that he played in and the training camp time that he had. Rete is used to being in big game situations. He has represented Finland at the World Juniors. He has played well there uh, when called upon. It's not like he said, oh my gosh, I'm coming to an NHL training camp. What do I do now? How do I handle this situation? Um... He is poised, he does handle pressure well, and that, to me, is a very positive sign. And look, he's not going to play for the Islanders this year. But would I be surprised at all if 
next year he battles for a position in training camp? No, I wouldn't be. And whether he ends up staying in Finland for another year, that's always a possibility. Starting the 2022-2023 season in Bridgeport, or he makes the Islanders next year out of training camp. All of those are distinct possibilities, and we just have to see uh, you know, how this ends up playing out. But for a first impression, for two preseason games, he was physical, he went to the net, he played on the power play, he wasn't afraid to uh, dig out pucks in the corners, he was responsible in his own end, Barry Trotz is happy. I think Lou Lamorello is going to be happy. And he made a good first impression on his teammates, which is really what you want from a draft pick who you know is only going to be in camp, you know, for two games, three games, a week of practices. But this is good news for the Islanders. And uh, again, you know, Lou Lamorello and the scouting staff here You know, he's traded away first-round picks, but he may very well have gotten first-round value when picking Rattay, who was considered a first-round prospect until he had a little slump last season and his stock fell a little bit. So, as of right now, at least, it looks like this is a good value. We have got our Islanders' birthday of the day and a lot more still to come. And remember, it's a current player who... uh, at least in my mind, is getting more and more popular with fans, and and I think that's a good thing. This episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Do you know that Built Bar has so many delicious flavors? That's why they are the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. There really is something for everyone, and when you talk to a Built Bar fan, they're definitely passionate about their favorites. And why not? Listen to these flavors. Mint brownie, strawberry, German chocolate, cherry barcia, coconut, My personal favorite, salted caramel. Sweet and salty at the same time. Can't beat it. And if you haven't tried all the flavors, you can get a mixed box where they'll send you two of each of the nine flavors so you can figure out which ones you want to order a complete box of. Not only are Built Bar flavors the best tasting, they're healthy too. Check out the macros. Each bar has 17 to 18 grams of protein, only 130 to 180 grams. Uh, calories, just four to five grams of sugar, and only four to five grams of net carbs. Amazing flavors, all tasty, all healthy. Built Bar is also the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team. Go to Built.com and use the promo code LOCK15. You'll get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Time now for our Islanders' birthday of the day, and we're a day early on this one. Saturday, October 2nd, is the 32nd birthday for for Islanders forward Josh Bailey. Hard to believe Bales uh, has been with the Islanders organization since 2008 when they drafted him with the ninth overall pick in the first round of that year's NHL draft. And I'll tell you, I remember... When Bales first arrived at Islanders camp, uh, you know, barely shaved at that point, looked so uh, young, made the team that first year, and that was a controversial thing because 
a lot of people felt he could have benefited from a year in the minors, but uh, he played 68 games that rookie year, seven goals, 25 points, never became the goal scorer that, you know, many fans expected because he was drafted ninth overall. But look, 2017-2018 was his best statistical season where he had 71 points in 76 games, 53 of those coming on assists. He is very smart with the puck, has excellent vision, uh, feeds his teammates well, barely sees opportunities that other players wouldn't even consider attempting. So you got to give him credit. So far, Josh Bailey, 919 games played, all with the Islanders, 162 goals, 511 points, 233 penalty minutes. And one of the things I love about Bales, he consistently over the last three seasons has raised the caliber of his play in the playoffs. Look at these numbers. 2018-2019, eight games, six points. 2019-2020, 22 games, 20 points, including 18 assists. And then this past year, 19 games, 13 points. Josh Bailey plays his best hockey when the most is at stake. And I think that that is just an excellent thing to have in a player. We're going to go back and look at one of his great playoff performances, April 10th, 2019 at the Nassau Coliseum Islanders in their first playoff game of that year, hosting the Pittsburgh Penguins. And uh, for the Penguins, it was Matt Murray in goal. Robin Lehner got the start for the Islanders. And it was Jordan Eberle getting the Islanders on the board first. His first of the playoffs from Anders Lee and Adam Pellick just a minute 40 into the game. Islanders off to a quick 1-0 lead. Phil Kessel answered for Pittsburgh four minutes and two seconds later. His first in the playoffs from Dominic Simon and Brian Demuyan. Then the Islanders get a power play chance when Marcus Pedersen heads off for tripping at 15-21. And 25 seconds later, Brock Nelson cashes in his first of the playoffs. Jordan Eberle and Devon Taves with the assist. After 20 minutes, Islanders up 2-1. But the Penguins' power play answers back in the second period. Ryan Pulak off for interference. Evgeny Malkin, his first. Justin Schultz and Phil Kessel. That was the only goal of the second period. 2-2 after 2. In the third, the Islanders go ahead. Nick Letty, his first from Valtteri Filpola. And Uncle Leo at 12.35 looked like the Islanders were going to win it 3-2. But with a minute 29 left in regulation, Justin Schultz ties it for Pittsburgh. Chris Letang and Malkin with the helpers. We go to overtime. But in the extra session, who gets the game winner? Our Islanders' birthday of the day. Josh Bailey, his first. Matt Barzal, the only assist. Islanders win their first ever playoff game under Barry Trotz. 4-3. And they went on to sweep that series from the Pittsburgh Penguins. And uh, what a great series that was where after this game, the Penguins only scored one goal in each of the remaining three games. So a game-winning overtime playoff winner for Josh Bailey. Bales is our Islanders' birthday of the day, and we wish him a very happy 32nd birthday and many, many 
happy more, and hopefully he remains an Islander and continues to be a productive member of this team throughout the next several years. Islanders have one game this weekend. It's at Bridgeport taking on the New Jersey Devils, 2 o'clock Saturday afternoon. Uh, Again, we'll probably see Ilya Sorokin play part of that game and maybe Corey Snyder as well, but we will keep you up to date on all uh, that's happening with regard to that game. And on Monday, when we come back, we'll have all the key takeaways and analysis of how that game went, plus all the latest news, notes, and happenings from Islanders camp. So all of that to look forward to on Monday. Betting on the Islanders doesn't have to be a guessing game. If you listen to the new Locked On Bets podcast, it's hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favored picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Locked On Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get podcasts. Thanks again for making Locked On Islanders your first listen of the day. Have a great weekend, everybody. Stay safe. Hey, happy October. This is the month that regular season NHL games return, so that's another reason to be excited. Have a great weekend. Stay safe. And of course, let's go Islanders.